The Drive Home with Kenton Dick on Mix 96. All right, joined by Kelvin Gertson. Kelvin, it's been a uh, busy few weeks here in Canada. We've seen protest blockades for weeks now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start by opening it up fairly broad for you. What do you make of these efforts, these protests, these blockades? You know what? We have in Canada the ability to peacefully protest. And so, you know, we as a government have always supported that right, but we also have to be mindful of the rights of others. And so particularly when we've been talking about the border blockade at Emerson, uh, truck drivers trying to get uh, through to, uh, to do the work that they do, tremendous amount of you know, economic activity going between us and the United States. I know that from my work with American officials uh, on some of the committees that I sit on. And we want to make sure that that relationship uh, is maintained because we're not just allies and we're not just neighbors, but we are business partners. We build things together. And that means having access across that border. And so uh, we understand the right of a peaceful protest. Uh, We have certainly made our view known to the federal government that they need to have a plan to deal with these vaccine mandates at the border, not just for truckers, but more broadly for Canadians. Uh, They should be working with the uh, Biden administration to sort this out. We've released our plan to end vaccine mandates. We think the federal government needs to engage in that discussion. Um, But the border has to open because we need to ensure that there is uh, trade that happens. Now, we understand that the border here in Manitoba is set to be open, according to RCMP, at about noon today, so right now. Were you involved in that as Justice Minister? Yeah, as Minister of Justice, you know, we don't have operational authority. The operational authority, uh, whether it was the blockade at the border or in Winnipeg, that rests with the RCMP or the Winnipeg Police Service, respectively. But certainly we were getting um, daily, uh, sometimes hourly, updates in terms of the negotiations that were happening. And what the RCMP were telling me consistently over the last uh, six or seven days is that they believe that they could resolve this peacefully, that they could resolve this in a way that would get the border opened, and that they wanted to do it through negotiations. They understood, and we understood, that they have the full authority of arrest. They didn't need any additional powers. They could exercise that authority if they chose to. But it was their belief that the best way to do it, the most effective way to do it, was through negotiations. We supported them and said that we do support their expertise, as RCMP officials, and I think that they deserve the credit for being able to come to a resolution because ultimately they felt this could be done this way, and I think that they were proven to be right. So, yes, our justice officials were uh, you know, very much engaged with the RCMP, and, and we supported the efforts in terms of how they went about coming to a resolution. Now, we've heard about that resolution. We've heard about these negotiations. Is there any way that you can give us an insight into what those negotiations look like? What, what, what was being offered or asked in these cases? So I, I can't get into the details of it, but what I can say is that it was a very you know, proactive effort, both with the RCMP at Emerson and with the Winnipeg Police Service here in Winnipeg. Very early on, even before the blockades uh, sometimes were set up, they reached out to uh, those who they thought might be involved in the organization to say, listen, we want, we respect the right to a peaceful demonstration, but we also have to respect the rights of other citizens, and we need to ensure that we are getting trucks through. So as an example, there was uh, the ability to get livestock through, which was really important. Those trucks continued to go through. There was work to extend the hours to Tolstoy, so that there were alternatives for truckers to be able to access the United States. 
and they kept those lines of communications open all the time to make sure that that they were moving towards the resolution. But the RCMP also said that it had to come to a resolution, that they had the powers they needed uh, of arrests, and that they weren't uh, ever taking that off the table as an option, but they believed that this was the best way to come to a resolution, and I give them full credit. I think that they ultimately um, demonstrated that they were right in terms of how to resolve this through, uh, through the discussions, uh, were able to, in the best way they could, keep some things moving across the border, provided alternatives, and, uh, and now we need to keep the border open. Now, you've been a part of the government that has implemented most of the restrictions and public health measures that we actually feel. What do you make of such a strong showing of opposition with, uh, with so many protests across the province? Well, I mean, the protests began at the, at the borders and other places as a result of the uh, mandate that came in at the U.S.-Canadian border, and that was really the the, the point that sparked it. And, you know, we said early on that, you know, the vaccine mandate that the Trudeau government implemented at the at the border, uh, it should be, you know, considered in a different way. That there should be other alternatives looked at. And in Manitoba, and I understand there's lots of, you know, disagreements uh, on lots of different things, but in Manitoba, we did take a different approach. It wasn't a mandatory vaccine, but there was a testing requirement. Uh, now, that is ending uh, as well, and that is positive that the mandates are ending. I'm glad that we're in a place where that those mandates can end. I support that 100%. I believe the mandates need to end, and I've been advocating for that. But uh, in terms of what's happening at the border and the access for truckers and others into the United States, we've been saying to the Trudeau government, you should look at alternatives, and you need to provide a plan in terms of how those are going to lift. Every other province in Canada, or virtually every other province in Canada, has provided their plans in terms of how the mandates are going to lift because they're able to do so now. Um, but the federal government hasn't done that. And so that's what sparked a lot of these, these protests. And, uh, and we're still calling upon them to come up with that plan and share it with Canadians. Now, I know that this has probably been asked to you about a thousand times by now, but uh, did these protests and blockades have an effect on how the province uh, reopens things? It did seem like plans were rushed ahead a little bit quicker than they were expected to be. So public health announced, I believe it was on February 2nd, that they believed that we would have no restrictions by spring, which would be March 20th. Uh, the um, the blockades that happened in Winnipeg and Emerson then came about after that, uh, and then public health announced that we would have no restrictions by March 15th. And so it seemed like their timeline that they announced on March 2nd is one that they lived up to. I was very strongly supportive of that, very much advocating uh, that we could move to uh, no mandates and that we should move to no mandates. Um, but public health provided a time frame on March, or sorry, on February 2nd, and they adhered to it. Okay. Let's talk Emergency Act. An unprecedented move. Your thoughts? It is unprecedented, uh, and I also think it's unnecessary. Uh, so when you look at the Emergency Act, it has wide and broad sweeping powers, uh, and powers that in Manitoba are proven not to have been necessary when it comes to dealing with the blockades. So at the border, there was a negotiated settlement as a result of six days of, of, uh, of discussions with the RCMP. And the RCMP were very clear that they had the powers of arrest and the ability to do other things. They had both the powers and the resources. So the emergency act that Mr. Trudeau is invoking wasn't necessary. And it wasn't just Manitoba saying that. 
more than half of the country, the premiers of Alberta, Saskatchewan, Quebec, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, of course, Manitoba, have all said the same thing, and you don't usually get that many uh, premiers who agree on anything in a federation like Canada, but they all agreed that these powers are not necessary in their provinces, that those powers of arrest and to deal with this situation and through negotiations were already available. So I think it's an overreach. Our government has, has asked the Trudeau government uh, to not go down this route in, in Manitoba because we don't need it. Uh, and I think we're demonstrating that, that we don't need it. I've made that point to the public safety minister, uh, Minister Mendichenko, yesterday in discussions. I had the opportunity to speak to him. Uh, we just very respectfully disagreed, and I do appreciate the communications with the federal ministers. I think that is important, even in disagreement. But I made the, our point clear on behalf of Manitoba to the public safety minister that these powers are too broad, uh, broadly set, and they're not needed in Manitoba because we have the powers and resources we need. As restrictions lift, what is the sense, what's the vibe that you're getting in Steinbeck? What are you hearing? Well, I think across Manitoba, and it's not just Steinbeck, that you know, people are, are looking forward to uh, restrictions lifting. I mean, it's been an incredibly difficult you know, two years for everyone. Uh, and there are different views, and I hear all of those different views from across Manitoba. Um, but I do think, and I believe, and I've strongly supported uh, within our government that there is a time uh, when you need to move forward in different ways. And this is the time, and I've continued to support that, and I will continue to support that, that the, the mandates need to lift. They will be lifting. Um, and I recognize and I hear from others and from folks who don't all agree with that. And, and that's okay in a democratic society. But I strongly believe that, um, that it's time that this happens. All right. Thank you so much, Kelvin. Great. Thank you very much. 